This is your host, Grant Vermeer, Naval Academy Class of 2017, and I'm your Academy Insider. It's my goal to be your guide through the Naval Academy experience by sharing my stories and providing you inside information into the life of a midshipman. Academy Insider is in no way officially affiliated with the United States Naval Academy. All of the content on Academy Insider is my own and does not reflect the views of the United States Naval Academy, the United States Navy, nor the Department of Defense. Welcome to the Academy Insider Podcast. And today, I'm extremely lucky to be joined by Chris Broadway, a Naval Academy graduate from the class of 2016, a 26 company Rough Rider, yeah, and a general science major. And in this episode, we're going to explore the topic of Tango Company, because Tango Company is not talked about a lot. Mainly, I think, because it conjures up some negative connotations and Overall, it impacts a really small percentage of midshipmen and their families. Yet for the relative few whose circumstances during plebe summer bring them to Tango Company, it serves a very important role of providing an intentional environment for a plebe who is declaring their intention to leave the Naval Academy. And the environment is to provide counseling. It's to provide time for discernment and just a place of care and well-being for the fourth class midshipmen that's working through the separation process. And my guest today served as a squad leader in Tango Company when he was a plebe summer detail. And I think through the conversation, you'll realize that he's just the type of person you would hope would be taking care of your midshipmen if they were struggling with being at the academy. And he's the perfect person and a great detailer to be responsible in assisting them through that process. So today, Chris and I are going to walk you through what Tango Company is, how plebes get there, how the detailers are selected for that role, and how it all works. And then we're going to specifically hear from Chris about his experience and some of the reflections he has about working with Midshipmen and Tango Company. In addition to all of this, I always want to use Academy Insider to highlight the amazing things that graduates of the Naval Academy do and what they did. And so Chris is an amazing individual, an extremely thoughtful person, and a great leader. And I think you will all really enjoy our conversation. So make sure to tune in on this unbelievably valuable episode. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Chris, for being on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Grant. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Um, So before we get started, if you don't mind just telling the audience a little bit about yourself, like your company at the Academy, your major, and then just a little bit of background about who you are. Yeah, okay. So uh, I'm from the 26th company. I graduated in the uh, class of 2016. And um, my major was general science, and I was on the spirit team for about four years. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And did you have any military in your family, or were you the first one to uh, be in the military? Well, my grandfather, he was the first person I really knew was in the military in my family, and uh, four of my uncles were as well, but I'm the first one in Navy, so I get a lot of flack <laughs> at home. Always, man. Are they they all Army? or? <laughs> yeah, they are. So they, they just kind of... I don't know. They make you know they make the yeah make make the classic navy jokes. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But it goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you end up deciding to go to the academy? Like, what was the first thing that brought your attention to to the academy? And how did you decide you wanted to go? So um, in high school, we had this career day, and different colleges and universities kind of came to our gymnasium and put on like a little projection for us to see. Like displays in their college and whatnot, and the Naval Academy was there, and so was West Point. Okay. And they both sounded really good to me. Like they had everything I really wanted, which was to be in the military and to go to school, 
and get a degree. But uh, originally I chose to um, apply to West Point. And then like halfway through, I realized or someone told me that, you know, if I went there, then they would take away my TV and my music and all the other stuff. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm not applying to West Point. So I applied to the Naval Academy and the exact same thing. The exact happened, same but, thing. Yeah. You know, should have known, but I'm glad I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, that was going to be my follow-up to that is, one, when you realized that you actually didn't have TV or anything like that, did it lead to any second thoughts? Did you ever like kind of regret your decision? <laughs> and then what about now? Do you, do you feel comfortable that you chose the right place? So I, it did mess with me a little bit because I'm so used to hearing like a TV in the background, even though I'm not, <laughs> not be watching it or something. So it, it kind of played with me a little bit. Uh, and I really love my music, you know, mm-hmm. and I, that, that hurt a little bit, but, um, it didn't really change anything about how it felt being there. It, yeah. If anything, it made me focus in more or whatnot. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, the the question everyone wants to know, though, were you glad you chose the Naval Academy? Were, were you happy oh, with that decision? Most, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so glad. Absolutely. I wouldn't choose any other way. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, thanks for that. Thanks for a little bit of background info so everyone kind of knows a little bit about who you are before we get going. But let's transition into the topic of Tango Company. So for right. everyone listening, I've gotten a lot of questions through the course of Pleep Summer about what is Tango Company? How does it work? So I guess my first question for you is, what is uh-huh. Tango Company? So Tango Company is a Pleep Summer company where plebes go when they're transitioning out, or we call it checking out. They are still part of the Pleep Summer Regiment, the fourth class regiment, mm-hmm. but they do a little bit different things. They're trying to get out, whereas the other companies their end goal is to push people in. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, absolutely. And so incorporating that into kind of the purpose of Tango Company then is to really help assist these midshipmen on their out-processing of the academy. Do you mind, so for a lot of people, does the or does Tango Company start on day one of Pleep Summer? Or kind of when does Tango Company activate uh, when is Tango Company an option for plebes, and then kind of when does that end? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So Tango Company pretty much starts the same day as a uh, I day. Okay. I believe once you you swear your oath of office, then Tango Company becomes a company like every other company, mm-hmm. and it technically continues throughout plebe summer up until reform. But if Say, for instance, someone or uh, not someone, but the officer in charge or the fourth class regiment commander said that he wanted to pipe down Tango Company because mm-hmm. it just didn't look like it. Like there are going to be more people then we kind of just piped it down and didn't really worry about it. But if a plea, say, wanted to go to Tango on the last day of plea summer, then technically they could still come into Tango Company. OK, I'm not sure how that would work out. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, no, seriously, you're at that point. You might as well just wait for the academic year (laughs) and then start that. (laughs) A little bit of freedom after that. (laughs) Absolutely. But kind of explain to the parents and anyone who's listening that may have questions about Tango, how do plebes even get into Tango? Like, what is the process? What would a plebe have to do in order to get moved into Tango Company? Okay, so the plebe has to express in some kind of way. I'm not sure if it has to be verbal, Mm -hmm. but uh, verbal or written statement to the uh, chain of command that that they express a desire to leave the academy and then once that happens the plebe has to go through a series of counseling 
okay. within their chain of command. So they would first go to their squad leader and that person would, you know, try to make sure everything's okay, commit like a evaluation to the police to make sure they're not trying to harm themselves or anyone around them and mm-hmm. everything is good. Okay. But um, after that, the platoon commander also does it. And then the company commander and a senior enlisted leader, their company officer. And then after the company officer, they come to us and that's when we take them into Tango Company, kind of like chill them out a little bit and take them out of the chaotic environment they were once in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. I'm going to just add on to that. So for everyone who's listening, they, they pretty much know my Pleep Summer story and that I wasn't very happy. But I, I legitimately made it to the the company officer counseling. So I had basically expressed to my squad leader that I was miserable and I hated it and I didn't want to be there. And it made, I ended up having like that one-on-one meeting with my company officer, Lieutenant Burke. Um, that was his name. He was a surface warfare officer. And he sat me down and we had like an hour long conversation. Uh, but he actually was kind of the first person to convince me and be like, he, he didn't, he didn't let me, he didn't give me the option of going to Tango, which is pretty crazy. Um, but he was like, he was like, look, He's like, wait until that first phone call. And then if it doesn't work out, like then we will have this discussion again. Um, But I just want to reassure all the parents out there that like, hey, if you're if your son or daughter or grandson or grandson or daughter or whoever it is, whatever that relation is to you, if they are unhappy and they make that first expression, it's not like they automatically get pushed out of the academy. It's not like upon the first moment that you express a initial desire to maybe leave the academy that you just you just leave, right? So like those mm-hmm. counselings, they're doing their best to actually make you articulate why you want to leave to determine whether or not you actually want to leave or you're just trying to get out of an uncomfortable situation. And so, but sometimes people still make their way to Tango. And this is kind of where I want to ask you the next question is that mm-hmm. once a plebe actually gets to Tango, do they automatically separate from the academy or do they have an opportunity to actually return to a a company that is not Tango Company. So they're still part of Pleep Summer. Well, not necessarily the activities of it all, but they're still part of the fourth class regiment. So if they wanted to, say, go back into Pleep Summer with everyone else, then they could still go back. I've, uh, if a plebe goes through the entire Tango Company process and then, say, they get their plane ticket and they're packed up and we're on the road, and we get to the airport, and right before I let them go, they're like, hey, I want to go back. Mm-hmm. We can still take them back. It's All the way up to getting to the airport. Right. Yeah. Yep. It really is. I think there was an instance where I had one plebe who kind of was like, hmm, maybe I do. And so we kind of sat there for a minute and talked about it, and then he like finally realized, like, yeah, I, I just want to go home. <laughs> so we let him go. But yeah, close call, man. Yeah, yeah. but and it's crazy. And it, it literally comes down to like those last moments where they absolutely have the ability yeah. to do that. And then if they were to decide to stay, hypothetically, if that guy was like, you know what, Mr. Broadway, sir, I actually want to go back. Would they return to the same company that they originally were in? Or do they go back to a different company in the regiment? So sometimes they can go back into the, camp, the company they came from. We had one plebe who it wasn't like anything bad going on in the company that made her want to leave. It was more so like maybe she thought she was doing something she wasn't supposed to in life. And then after a while, she realized like, oh, I actually do want to be at the academy. And so we 
decided that the best thing for her was to put her back into her company because she felt like everyone there was very uplifting and supportive of her mm-hmm. from her uh, her peers to her chain of command as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's possible they could go back to that company, but sometimes if maybe there was some kind of uh, weird vibe between them and the company or they might feel embarrassed, then we can definitely also send them to a different company. Absolutely. And I think the big piece of that, especially kind of when I got briefed on people in Tango Company when I was Rich Commander, is, is we're trying to set them up for success, right? We're trying to help them right. get to the end. Like the goal is not to to kick them out. The goal is to help them get through Pleep Summer and then the goal is to help them graduate, right? Like we're here to set them up for exactly. success. So I really appreciate you saying that is, hey, we take every single one of those people on a case-by-case basis and try to make the best decision where the mm-hmm. best place to return them into the regiment is. And right. kind of moving on from there, you were saying that in that one instance, that girl wasn't sure, maybe she felt like she was doing something wrong or whatever it was, but in your mm-hmm. experience, what was kind of the most common reason people came to Tango? Like what made people Ooh. actually go through with going to Tango Company? So when I was there, we really didn't have a lot of pleats mm-hmm. in Tango Company, but of the ones we did, all of them had a very unique, different case. There was one person whose parents were basically forcing them to go to the academy because yeah. it was free, and they didn't want to put their kid through college with their money. And they were yep. like, you're going to go here, you're going to do this. And the kid was just like, no, I can't, and I'm just going to go against my parents' wishes. Yeah. Uh, there was an- another person who sadly had a discovery of a mental, not a mental, but a serious medical condition. Mm-hmm. And so... um he just couldn't stay at the academy because of that, even though he really wanted to. Yeah. And then just other people were kind of having self-doubt on themselves. Like, I don't think I could do this, or maybe I'm doing the wrong choice. Pretty much, you know, all of them were very different. Yeah, absolutely. And so, there, like you're saying, there are a bunch of different reasons. Did you see, like, a cross-section of, like, plebes and different activities, i.e., like, were there... You basically see both men and women midshipmen. Do you see varsity athletes and mm-hmm. NARPs? Like any directs versus prior enlisted versus NAPs? Were there any observation on kind of the uh, the majority of like the tango population and kind of what their background was? I want to say there was about one of each. So there was one Napster. There was um, one athlete. There was, uh, I think, one prior that ended up going back. Okay. And then... Um, they only had one female who went to Tango, but then she decided to go back. So okay. the class of 2019 really had no females drop out from okay. the summer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you for that. Appreciate that. And all right. Now I want to take a slight pivot. So that was Tango at large. Um, now I want to talk a little bit about like the actual experience of a plebe in Tango Company. So... How is a plebe's schedule different or life different from that of a plebe in any other company while they're in Tango? Okay. So the plebes, they still kind of go through the same regiments as far as what time to wake up and what time to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are other things like pep or morning meal, noon meal, and evening meal that they also get to do at the same time, like of the other people. Okay. Uh, It gets a little bit tricky because we don't want them interacting with the rest of the, the regiment. Mm-hmm. So we have to um, kind of separate them during child time. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where do they 
eat then. So you're saying they separate them during chow time. So they eat in like a right. different spot or kind of explain that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So we kind of like section off a part of the uh, King Hall, the cafeteria, mm-hmm. and we set up some borders so that you really can't see in or out. And then there's like a little walkway that you can kind of get into it where it's kind of like a little swervable around so no one can look in or can look out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, you know, they don't feel like the pressure on from the rest of the fourth class regiment or feel embarrassed when they might accidentally and see their classmates or something. Yeah. We just I- try to keep all of that outside. Okay. So that's great insight. Cause that was kind of going to be my follow up question is, why are plebs separated uh, um, during that? But I think that's a, a great point is you don't want to mm-hmm. put any additional or, or unnecessary stress or pressure on them, making them right. feel like they're being judged or something. Like you want to make sure that they're yeah. in the right state of mind as they're really processing whether or not they want to stay at the academy. And you don't, mm-hmm. you, you really want to minimize the amount of external factors that go into that decision. So that's I right. Yeah. That. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So kind of the next piece is that. What does the role of the chaplain play in tango? Like, do they do they have to meet with the chaplain? Do they get to pick kind of which chaplain they meet with? How does the chaplain factor into all the plebs in tango company? So, what I can really remember from it, the chaplain is one of the first steps that they kind of have to do before they also come to tango company. Okay. Or it might be right when they get in, they have to go and see a chaplain and talk to them. Mm-hmm. I don't think we require them to talk to the chaplain every day. But if they want to talk to a chaplain, they were always welcome to do so. Okay. If they want to schedule appointments with the chaplain every day while they were there, we could do that for them. We kind of made sure they had direct access to the chaplain as possible because in this scenario, being a single company, the best counselor in this situation is a chaplain. Mm-hmm. And they play a vital role in a lot of these kids' lives, whether you know they want to stay at the academy or leave the academy and do something else that's great. The chaplain is very great in this situation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, like you're saying, the chaplain is a, is a fantastic counselor in this situation at all. And then in the one instance that you're talking about where their parents forced them to come, probably not the people that they wanted to talk to. But if people did want to talk to their family, do they get the opportunity to call their family when they're in Tango Company? Yeah, they get phone calls every day. Uh, it's about 30 minutes as the other police get. Okay. Um, it's just that they can do it every day because in some situations, maybe your parent is, you know, a great counselor or someone that you look up to who can yeah. guide you. So we allow that as well because we want what's best for the plea at the end of the day. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And so we talked about a little bit how the plebs are separated, whether it's during chow time or kind of their schedules are a little bit different. Do they also live in separate areas? Like, what, are there different Tango Company rooms and Tango Company spaces? Yes. Well, first of all, Tango Company is separated from the rest of the fourth class regiment. Um, it's just to take them out of that chaotic environment where everything's kind of just really loud and really fast paced, and we kind of slow things down for them a little bit because you need time to think. And then we also give them their own rooms, so they're not in rooms with one another, but rather. Oh, really? Each one of them, right. We let them each have their own room, so they kind of have a little bit of privacy. You know, uh, We just want to make them feel human yeah. because that's the last thing you want to not feel in a situation where you're quitting something, you know? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we, we do separate them just for their convenience. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, thanks for the insight. So, so funny enough, I actually didn't even realize that they had individual rooms. 
So thank yeah. you, thank you for educating me. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, cool. So they're separated. They eat differently. They have their own spaces. They get their own room. They have that stuff going for them. Now we talk a little bit about the role of the chaplain as well, but during that counseling period and during that out processing period, what other people or organizations within the Naval Academy are involved with helping the plebe during that process? Like who or what other organizations do they have to meet with kind of on their way mm-hmm. out? Like what, what is that process like? Okay. It's, I'm going to say about 13 different checks that they have to get Okay, where they go to different places. So of course you have to go into what we call mid purse where they kind of start their process and they get mid purse to, um, or maybe it's reimbursing that pays for the plane ticket and tries to make a timeline of, okay, it's going to take you this long to do everything. Here's a checklist of what you need. Yeah. And after the plea gets that, you know, they go ahead and start doing the real checklist, which is, you know, go to dental, go to medical, return your uh, issue gear at the mid store and uniform shop. Mm-hmm. And they also have to go to candidate guidance where they kind of also give them a little bit of counseling as well. And just make sure they're mentally okay. Other ones were, I think, post office and uh, uh, Naval Federal Credit Union. They have okay. to go there as well because they're getting paid. Yeah. And a few of the other counselings that they have to do are with uh, deputy commandant and the commandant okay. uh, before they actually get out. So they have to do that right before they leave, and then they go see a sexual assault prevention response officer and uh, legal. To see a jag. Okay. And once they get all of that done, well, well those are the organizations that help out the police. Help out the police. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there, there are a ton of checkpoints and different stops that you kind of have to go through and do there. But now I want to talk a little bit about how did you end up becoming a detailer in Tango Company? And if you chose it, why did you want to be a detailer in Tango Company? I've always been the type of person who wants to help others whenever I know that I can. And I felt like that might be the best way. Yeah. Um, I also had my company officer who kind of recommended me for it. Mm-hmm. He was also going to be the company officer for Tango Company. Okay. And he specifically wanted me there because he knew how much I really like to help people. And he figured that we worked great together. And we really did. Mm-hmm. Um, we only had, during my tenure there, we only had two plebes or actually one who uh, tangled out. Okay. And so I, I think we did a pretty good job. Oh, absolutely. That, that's awesome. And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the, the special part about the Academy is that at the end of the day, and, and especially you and all the people who choose to be a part of Tango Company is, is we're really trying, it, it's not like it used to be. The Academy is constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. And people are selected mm-hmm. to go to the Academy because the Academy sees the potential for these individuals right. to graduate and be great leaders in the Navy and Marine Corps. So we're not exactly. trying we're not trying mm-hmm. to get people out anymore. Like times have changed. We are trying to help everyone make it to the end. And we are trying to teach mm-hmm. everyone what we can and not have them make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions of what they're going through. Right. So right. I, I just want to give a big thank you for to you for kind of making the point to try and help people out and do that. Because if it weren't for because if it weren't for people who were trying to help us out and kind of help us realize the decision we were about to make, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be where I'm sitting right now. I, I probably wouldn't right. have made it through. So yeah, man, it, I was going to really ask you about thing. that. Like, <laughs> yeah, what mm-hmm. you got for me? 
So like, how did that, you know, that feel when you were that close to going to Tango Company? Did, were you like, um, like how close do you like really think that you could have left the academy? Man, real close. <laughs> really, really close. I mean, like, yeah. I, I was so convinced. I, I specifically remember there are memories that are ingrained in my mind where I sat down with Midshipman Ensign Westcox in the ladder, yeah. like in the youngster laterals. And I just had like a one on one conversation with him where I was like, sir, like, I hate this place. Like, I, like, I do not yeah. want to be here in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> like, I want this is not for me. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. Like, I thought it was gonna be okay, but like I am, I am miserable. And mm-hmm. when I met with Lieutenant Burke, it was a, it was a thing where I, I just wanted people to like just help me out of there. But he was the first person that was like, "Why? Like, why do you actually want to leave?" And and you know, and I mm-hmm. was like, "Well, I think like I, I had justified in my mind where I was like." I don't want to be an officer in the Navy and Marine Corps. I don't want to do it. Like, I don't actually want to be in the military. But my mm-hmm. mind had just justified that excuse because I just wanted to get out of an uncomfortable situation. I uh, love yeah. being an officer in the Navy. Like, I love it. This job has been great. All the experiences at the Academy were fantastic. I love my job and I love the people I work with. But I, I didn't want to actually believe that. Like, it's very easy in your mind, really easy, easily justifies taking the easy way out and will create... Yeah, these like excuses for you to actually do that and get out of that uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. And Lieutenant Burke was mm-hmm. the first person that made me actually reflect inwards and be like, were you saying that before you came here or are you only saying that now because you're uncomfortable and you don't like it? And so that that was kind of the crazy thing. But I mean, even through the remainder of Pleep Summer, I still like, <laughs> man, I was not mm-hmm. happy and I thought I wanted to leave. <laughs> so I was really close. But it took active active participation and active leadership from people mm-hmm. in positions of authority that kept me there. Right. And, and that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned during my time in Pleep Summer is leadership matters, right? And, and oh, I think yeah. great leaderships or great leaders realize how important leadership is and how important one interaction, literally one one-hour conversation was the difference between me leaving or staying at the Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. Right. And it could have been so yeah. easy for Lieutenant Burke to have just been like, yeah, all right, let's sign these papers and let's get you out processed. Yes. But he chose to invest in my life. He chose to yeah. actually ask the hard question. He chose to do those things. And it has been the greatest mm-hmm. realization as I reflect back on my time at the academy about how important leadership is and how important it is to truly invest in someone's life and ask the hard questions to truly figure out what is best for them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like when I say thank you, I, I legitimately mean it because like people like you who have chosen to give back and try and be that voice of reason and try and help them realize what they truly want, man, it, it's special. So thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. But now I kind of want to get into a little bit of detail in regards to any kind of special or specific training, or even if there was any, like, did you go through any specific training or separate briefs about being a detailer in Tango Company? Was there anything separate from being a detailer in any other company? Honestly, it was about the same amount of training that I got along with the other detailers. Yeah, We all went to the same briefs and whatnot, but then there were the leadership um, trainings that we had. We had to do three hour-long leadership trainings, and they separated the company staff 
versus outside of the company staff. So okay. the people who were squad leaders, platoon commanders, mm-hmm. and company commanders, they all had to attend a little bit more hands-on approach training, whereas we were kind of trained a little bit more so for our specific jobs that we were going to be holding. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a little bit more training, and I guess they kind of tried to show us the signs of, like, maybe this is someone who isn't mentally here right now or someone who's kind of having, like, a little showing signs of needing help. You know, so they kind of gave us the sensitivity training as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay, Um, cool. And kind of as we, you know, continue this conversation and talk a little bit about it and some of the the great things about being a Tango detailer, what was your favorite thing about being a Tango company detailer? What was your favorite thing about playing that role? I think my favorite thing about it was just meeting the plebes because the way I kind of looked at it was, you know, these are my little brothers and sisters Yeah. Uh, because that's yeah. just kind of, you know, how you would use someone that you really want to help who's like a little bit younger than you. And, you know, I really care for them and they, they all really show high potential in life. And I'm, I was just so proud of them for doing what they did. Even if, you know, they chose to leave, I was very proud of them for, you know, making that choice in life and, we had one kid who actually applied to colleges while he was there, you know, not to waste time. Yeah. And so he did that and he got accepted while he was still in single company. Wow. And, you know, that's, I got to, you know, experience that with him. And it's a really, really good feeling, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, no, continue. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying my favorite part is just seeing those plebes make really hard decisions because, you know, there are some people who, Go the entire time of the academy hating it, and that's not—it's not how you deal with life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm glad you said that because I talk about some of the hard times that I, that I had during plebe summer. But my, like my second class, my first year, like I grew to love the academy. Like I grew to become so appreciative of that experience mm-hmm. and like actually enjoy it. Like you don't want to be a person who's just who who's miserable the whole time. Like that's no fun. Like that that is not right. that is not the intent of it, right? Like it's supposed to be extremely it's difficult. It's supposed to be extremely difficult. But if mm-hmm. if you choose like if you just choose to be miserable through the whole time, you're saying it's draining and it's difficult. Yeah. And like there still are a lot of people that make it to the end and and legitimately dislike it the entire time. Right. But but mm-hmm. a lot of it is a conscious choice, right? To like choose to kind of, you know, yeah choose to to dislike it the whole time versus trying to find some of the great things because some of the best times I've ever had were with my company mates, my junior and senior year, the amount of the amount of just like fellowship and family that we had between right. each other and friends, like oh, you don't that. get it any anywhere else. Like it's just it is right. such a special bond. So um, really I appreciate is. you saying yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well let's kind of wrap this up a little bit and kind of get to a point where for all the people in the audience who may be parents or loved ones of a plebe who is struggling and maybe even considering uh, separating or in Tango Company, what advice or thoughts would you share with them? What kind of advice would you share with the family members who may have a plebe having a difficult time? Oh, okay. Well, I would first off say just listen to your plebe, you know, hear them out and what they're saying. And then after that, show them support in their decision. You know, you can have your own thoughts of what they should do, and you can tell them how you think that they 
this would be better or that would be better, but support them on whatever decision it is that they make. Because after all, this is their life and they're all adults in this situation. I would also say, uh, make sure your plea know that they're not really quitting anything. They're just moving on to something better. Yeah. If that's what they want, you know, just remember that because they didn't just come to the academy as a normal person. They're very exceptional. They're very special in terms of academics and leadership and community service. You know, these are some great Americans. Yeah. Make sure that they know that although they might be leaving, they could be going on to something better too. Yeah. Just make sure they know their worth. Absolutely, and and I would agree, like say that as we talk about this and and everything, sometimes the academy just isn't the right place for everyone, <laughs> right? And like, yeah, sometimes people think it's not the right place, but it is the right place. Like it was in my case, and we're there to try and help them realize that or figure that out. But sometimes it right. really just isn't the right place for that person for them to best excel with who they are and who they're going to become. So mm-hmm. um, I, I just want to reemphasize and echo everything that you just said um, about realizing that, hey, you're just moving on to the next thing that is best for you in your journey, becoming who you're going to be as an adult and as an American. So um, exactly. Love that. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much um, for all your insight and hey. commentary about Tango Company. But we're going to finish this off with a lightning round of questions. So every guest right. I on here, I ask, uh, a lot of some of the a lot of some similar questions, um, just to just to kind of have a little fun here at the end. So the first okay. question I have for you is, what is your favorite spot on the yard? Mm, Mitchell Hall. Mitchell. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. What because about, what about piano Mitchell? There. Yeah. I like to play piano, so I would go in there sometimes after class. No one's in there, and I just kind of play the piano for an hour and then go back to class, and it's just like my therapy. Mitchell Hall, love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you still play the piano? Like, yeah. do you have fun doing that? Yeah, I love it. Every time I see a piano, I'm probably going to play it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I even take requests, you know, you want to play a certain song? I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love that. All right. I didn't even know yeah. that about you. That's awesome. Way cool. Um, all right. Cool. Second, second question. What's your favorite meal uh, in King Hall? Mm. See, yeah, this is a trick question. Most people would say, what, buff chicks? Buff chicks? That's a but, very uh, common answer. I, yeah, but I, I can't say that. It's breakfast for dinner. That, breakfast for that dinner? That was the best. That is yeah. a good one. I almost forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, there's nothing better than showing up at King Hall after a long day and there being a bunch of pancakes and you just oh, drizzle yeah. those things in syrup and you have some <laughs> bacon and potatoes and you're yeah. like, yeah, this is what I needed today. This is what I needed today. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah i love that that's like a once in six week surprise uh, that's always right uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that one will really really make your day <laughs> yes it will <laughs> all right cool all right so you talked a little bit about um your company officer recommending you to do tango company um but at mm-hmm. large during your your whole time at the academy who was your biggest uh either officer or senior enlisted leader uh who was a mentor uh, for you during your four years Hmm. That's a really <laughs> tough question. Yeah. It can be multiple um, if you want to give a couple shout outs. Okay. Uh, well, off the top of my head, yeah. definitely Captain Perez, one of my first yeah. company officers. Mm-hmm. She just really cared about me as an individual. And she saw that I had a lot of struggles because I really struggled academically mm-hmm. at the academy. She just always pushed me, told me like, hey, you're here for a reason. You know, they didn't just pick the dumbs of the dumb. You're definitely a smart person and yeah. she just 
kind of like helped me have that self-confidence in myself. Yeah. Um, and she was also a great leader, in my opinion. Yep. Um, uh, and another one, uh, Captain Brenner. Okay. Yeah. He was one of my favorite teachers. He always had me excited <laughs> about geology and whatnot. And he was, he had some good sea stories. Good man. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback off your, uh, Cap Perez, uh, United okay. States Marine Corps. I love, I loved her. Uh, she was yeah. phenomenal. Like, like you were saying, um, cause even, even during my plea beer, I was still having a very rough plea beer. Um, mm-hmm. but she would, she would constantly, like stop me in the hallway and just legitimately ask me like, Hey, like, how are you doing today? Like, are you okay? And like, actually mean it and actually care about it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And she was one of those people that just had a, a really positive impact on my experience at the Academy and like was just the little, just the, you know, like the, the, the straw on the camel's back of positivity that was able to mm-hmm. keep me going. Right. And so right. I, I just have, so much appreciation for her and everything she did while right. she was the 26 company officer. So oh, she was amazing. She was yeah. absolutely. Um, all right, moving on. What is your greatest memory from your four years at the Naval Academy? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think my greatest memory would probably be, um, as I'm, oh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to about Bill. About Bill? You know? uh, dude, yeah, there's know there's a I'm statute gonna... of limitations. You're good now. <laughs> okay, okay. So <laughs> uh my favorite memory was um at the academy I was the mascot and <laughs> and I had the opportunity to go into the skybox during one of the football games yeah. with the superintendent at the time. And um, I go up there and he has his family and friends around. They're all eating. And I see the superintendent sitting by himself. And I just go over to him and I just put my hand around him. And we're just watching the football game. And I think we score. And everyone in the box office was just going like ham and going crazy and cheering. I was like right there next to the soup at that moment. And it just felt great. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a really cool moment. Yeah, just just, yeah. just chilling with the soup, watching some football as you're sitting in a in a mascot right. costume. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. That, that is a that is a great, really unique memory. Um, oh yeah, I all love right. it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And now the final question for you. So the majority of our audience is is loved ones of midshipmen trying to l- learn a little bit more. Um, but I also hope that there are some, you know, high school students or parents of high school students that are thinking about applying or trying to attend the Naval Academy. Um, mm-hmm. So my question is, what advice or thoughts would you give um, to anyone considering attending the Naval Academy? Like, what should they think about uh, when trying to decide whether or not the Naval Academy is for them? Um, well, I would first say only do this if you really want it. Um, don't go into it half thinking that maybe I like this. And so you show up on that day. Like you have to want this wholeheartedly, 100%. Um, and if you can, you know, just kind of study about it before you make that decision as well. Because you could end up like me coming there and finding out they're going to take my TV away and my music away <laughs> <laughs> and try to cope with that for a whole year. But uh, just really study up on it. If you know people, ask them a lot of questions mm-hmm. about their experiences. Um, and then if you do 
go there, just remember why you came. Just always remember why you came to the academy and that you're never alone. You always have your roommates, your company mates, your peers, your uh, sports team. Um, You have people there with you. Absolutely. All right, cool. Well, uh, Chris, thank you so much um, for this episode. Mm -hmm. I I really appreciate you coming on the Academy Insider Podcast. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate this. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, to everyone out there, I hope you all learned a little bit about Tango Company through Chris's story. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I hope you all have a great day and take care. Thanks. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. Please leave me a review on iTunes and be sure to subscribe to the Academy Insider Podcast with Grant Vermeer. If you want to learn more about Plebe Summer or the Naval Academy in general, make sure to check out my other podcast episodes or go to www.academyinsider.com where I have a ton of other content, including blog posts and different videos about all different information regarding the Naval Academy. I'm Grant Vermeer, your Academy Insider, and thank you so much for letting me be your guide to the Naval Academy.